What's up guys, this is Corey Baker from Baker Forge and Tool. In my business, we do tons of heavy grinding every single day, and we needed a grinder that could take abuse and keep on trucking without slowing down billet production. The Ameri Braid Variable Speed 2x72 is just that. All heavy duty parts and framing with well thought out accessories that are easy to use and not bogged down with lots of tiny parts. By far the best accessory item that Ameribraid sells is their surface grinding attachment. It is absolutely foolproof and the best in the industry. With quick release magnet system, there is no prying your workpiece off the platen. Very fast to slap a billet or a knife onto the table, engage magnets, and start surfacing with precise increments. On top of all of this, their customer support is outstanding. Eric and Kevin are always available and fast to help with any situation. If you're in the market for a top-of-the-line grinder or maybe just an accessory to add to your existing setup, go to merrybraid.com and use the code HUSTLE100 for 100 bucks off any grinder package. All right, next up, the Hustle & Grind Podcast. What's going on, everybody? We're back again. I'm your host, as usual, Ryan of Ryan Chadbourne Knifeworks, here with Noah of the Enneat River Forge. And this week, we got Reese McVicker of Ugly Duck Knives. Reese, how's it going? Oh, it's uh, going. How about you? <laughs> going. We've been plagued with technical difficulties trying to get this show going. And in seven seconds, we're going to find out if they're fixed or not. The things that we so. do for you guys, the, the amount of work that we put in just to try and keep you guys entertained and, and bring you guys some fun things to listen to in the shop, um, it's because we love it. It's because we love you. That's why. Yeah. And it looks like we made it past the 145 part minute part. So Fingers crossed yeah. that this actually Fingers works. Crossed. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It's my fault. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it It's... It's it's computers. They all suck. So yeah. let's just go ahead and try and introduce the uh, the listeners to you, sir. So you are from Ugly Duck Knives. Let's yes. just start off with a nice easy easy question here. Where did that name come from? Uh, it literally just popped in my head one day. Um, I don't even remember if I was thinking about coming up with a name for it or anything like that. Um, but uh, the name Ugly Duck just popped in effectively and um i just sort of started asking you know hey does this you know uh in terms of like a branding or shop name or anything like that and Uh everybody just sort of agreed yeah that's great and i was like okay i guess i'm going with that um (laughs) different enough everybody uh you know it's 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 it sticks in your mind a little bit more than I don't know somebody who would put something stupid like the name of a river or a creek in their name that would be silly. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you you go with what you know or whatever you go with what you got. Um, but yeah, from a branding standpoint, Ugly Duck just kind of has that weird little uh, something about it that is, is very characteristic. It's very. Uh, Original, not I don't want to say original, but it kind of just has that thing. Gotcha. Yeah, like the, the... There's a, a familiarity with it because everybody has read the story as a kid of the ugly duckling. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, you know, if you. I've had people ask me, like, oh, is that because the ugly duckling? It's like, eh, kind of. Um, you know, in a certain uh, uh, semi-conscious psychological way, I suppose. Uh, 
it does have a little so, bit of a yeah. So the uh, the the logo that you have, or at least the logo on your Instagram, uh, is that of a duck with a very tactical looking uh, facade. Where did that come from? Uh, I used Wonder AI, I believe, for that one. Uh, one of- <laughs> very cool. Um, no, I played around with the AI programs for days, very heavily, to try and come up with uh the logo because i like what they're doing in terms of uh i like the ease of use factor uh and you can generate a very quality product with very little training Um, and it's free it is free um like i really i I thought i thought most of those you had to pay for some of them you do. Um, like I ended up paying for a month subscription for one or two of them, but uh, I canceled them right away because I didn't use them after that. I just got sick of it because um, the novelty wears off really quick. You figure out what you can do. You figure out what it's going to do. Um, and I just got gotcha. it. I don't, you know, I got what I needed out of it and that was it. Fair enough. Right on, man. Well, yeah. Uh, if anybody's not following Ugly Duck Knives on Instagram, go check out what we're talking about, um, especially if you're into the the tactical side of things. Um, so you uh, you do some leather work. I saw recently you did a, a collaboration where you were doing a bunch of leather work. Um, we can talk about that a little bit later because Ryan actually has something to talk about with leather work. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ooh, as far as... Yeah, I do. As far as knives are concerned, mm-hmm. what uh, what sort of knives do you make? Like, do you focus on one one type of like hunting knives or kitchen knives, or just w- what are you known for? Uh, not really known for my knives, to be honest. Uh, I know it says knives in my name. I do knives. Uh, I don't know that I do any one specific type of knife. Um, uh, so you're a free spirit, right? I do. Uh, with with I'm just doing a knife on my own. Um, I'm gonna do whatever. Um, kitchen knives. I've done kitchen knives of my own volition. I've certainly done little hunting knives and EDC stuff. Um, have done a few bigger pieces, but nothing that um, is particularly good i don't want to say good because they're decent uh but nothing like super spectacular you know it's nothing special and they're not um you know a a lot of people that i just know from my day-to-day like that i work with or whatever will be like hey i need a you know i had a chick that i used to work with a couple of days ago ask me hey can you make me a little dagger to keep my car when i go to college or whatever and i was like yeah sure give me a little bit um, so I don't really care. Everybody needs a car dagger, right? Exactly. Um, especially girls who are going away to college. Um, so, you know, um, I, if you're wanting a custom piece, if it's, especially if it's somebody who I know, I'll usually just do, I'll do that. But, um, I so, don't so you do customs for the most part then. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I only do five to 10 knives a year. So it's not like I'm doing a lot of knives. Um, it's gotcha. just, okay. um, and a lot of that's just the, the time constraints that I have with my day job and stuff like that. Um, I do more knives. I just don't have the time or energy to do that much. Um, Fair enough. So what's your, what's your day job look like? Uh, I help run a restaurant. 
Um, now I'm the nighttime nice. kitchen manager at a uh, larger for a small town barbecue restaurant um, here in buttfuck Egypt. Um, can I say fuck on the radio? Yeah, um, no. uh, well, I did. <laughs> um, you know, uh, so I end up working six days a week, 50 hours a week plus, uh, you know, slinging barbecue basically. Um, nice. It, so what, what, uh, what, what part of the country are you in actually? Let's, uh, let's I'm go there. in Western North Carolina. Um, about 20 minutes north of Georgia, a little town called Franklin. If you're one of the th- three people who might be listening that knows where that is. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm, I, about, I'm sure there's a few people who know where that is. Maybe. It's pretty pretty well uh, hidden. <laughs> I am about an uh, hour and a half east of Jason Knight and like Franklin Knife Forks. I'm about uh, two hours south of Koi Baker, if that gives you any frame of reference nice. to the area yeah. that I'm in. Um, Mostly, I was just wondering whether or not the barbecue place that you were at was actual real barbecue. And I can kind of tell based on where you're at in the country whether it's legit or not. And It sounds pretty legit. It's pretty legit. Um, it's not Texas Dude. barbecue. Uh, it's Western North Carolina barbecue, so I slather everything in uh, ketchup-based barbecue sauce um, rather than the Eastern Carolina vinegar-based. It's a very serious mm. thing in certain circles. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm I'm not trying to I'm not trying to pick sides here or anything, but I'm a pretty pretty big fan of the vinegar base, man. And you know, a lot of people are. That's you know, that's I don't particularly have a preference either way. I'm not really huge into barbecue. It's just where I ended up working right now. Um, gotcha. Ryan, did you have a do you have something to say about the uh, the whole barbecue thing? We only have one barbecue place here. It's called Moe's. It sounds and, like uh, a solid, solid name for a, for a barbecue they have joint. Like, they have like pulled pork nachos and shit. The mm-hmm. food's okay. It's not my, like if the wife's like, do you want to go to Moe's? I'm like, eh. Uh, all the employees are like dreadlocked hippie college age kids. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. All of them. I'm like, how much could you possibly know about barbecue? Not much. We have we have one good barbecue place around here. Well, I don't want to badmouth any of the local places around here, but uh, we have a few different barbecue joints. But I'm I'm in the north. You know how good can the barbecue really be? But we've got one one dude. Okay, so it's called Birch Mountain Barbecue, and they have a very selective time that they're like open. They have like a little pickup window where you can go to and stuff because they. I mean, they can only make so much barbecue and because it's the best barbecue in the state, like they sell out quick. Um, so if anybody here in Washington is is interested in really good barbecue and the reason that it's good barbecue is because he's from the South. Um, so he moved up here with his wife and a couple of years ago, actually. So very pretty recent. And, uh, and they opened up shop there and it is the best barbecue I've ever had in Washington state. And it is legit legit barbecue and it's not just pulled pork i mean it's it's briskets um he does uh oh shoot what did he he was making something the other day that was really off the wall but i mean he cooks everything on the smoker and it is all phenomenal stuff birch mountain barbecue yes i i have to admit that i'm biased because he's a customer of mine um he has he a follows me oh does he really uh, nice yeah he follows me he entered in a couple of my raffles 
he you know, he kept saying the, one... the name and I'm like, that sounds so fucking familiar. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah, he, he follows me. Absolutely. Yeah. He's he's um anytime I'm I'm sharing raffles and fundraisers and stuff, he's always down to to get into that stuff. And and he actually is not just a customer of mine. He's he's bought from other uh other knife makers in my area. And even when he was down south, he was buying from makers down there. So he's a he's one of those guys that uh he's not a knife maker, but he definitely uh, is following the community and uh, he's into knives and stuff like that because it's part of his daily life. So as far as barbecue goes, I just have ultimate faith in my own barbecuing skills. Cool. As you Those should. Are some strong words. Mm-hmm. See, I, I have some faith in my barbecue skills. Like I got a smoker. I can smoke. I can smoke a pork shoulder and I can do a really good job with a pork shoulder. But I mean, and I can do a good job of ribs like that. It's okay. But uh, as far as like getting any fancier than that, that's about all I got. I need a smoker. All I've got is the old propane grill. <laughs> propane. Propane. And I never clean it. I just get it super hot. <laughs> and it fucking just burns everything off. These steaks are medium rare. <coughs> what if somebody wants theirs well done? We ask them firmly yet politely to leave. <laughs> I don't I watch that show. Man. I just... I, I just love that one quote from it because it's very accurate. Oh, dude. As everybody knows, I am a huge cartoon fan. King of the Hill is in my top like rotation of cartoons to watch. I mean, his dad is, I kill 50 men. Reese, do, you watch, do you watch children's cartoons? I mean, uh, adults' cartoons? <laughs> Occasionally. Uh, uh not so much anymore. I did uh, like in my early twenties and stuff like that. Um, these days, I really don't watch uh, almost anything on uh, the internet or the streaming or anything like that. Um, which I just don't. I don't have time. I don't. You know. Oh, I hear that. I uh, I fall asleep to Top Gear, and that's pretty much all I ever watch. Is that's that's my nightly routine. But every so often I'll watch another show or something like that. Um, so I this week got a so I talked last week about how I cleaned up my shop and everything. And my my wall looked very bare after I actually threw away all uh, all the belts that I wasn't using. So I just yesterday, I don't think I posted it. I did a little unboxing video, but I just got a shipment in from Phoenix Abrasives and I was super happy with uh how fast they shipped i think they they got here in like less than a week and that's one thing that we always talk about like manufacturers like when you're buying stuff like you need it here like when you need it here like you don't want to wait forever um so greg at phoenix braces thank you very much um shipping out some abrasive belts getting those uh vsm 36 grits and then i had to restock on some of my um scalloped edge belts guys don't forget how easy it is to use a scalloped edge belt especially if you're doing like full tang knives um i would really love using those scalloped edge um one by 72 belts to clean up that um the inside of the handle and everything with a full tang knife uh ryan do we want to hear from uh from luke about uh phoenix abrasives yeah i uh i like the yellow scalloped ones Oh, really? Softer ones. Yeah, they're softer. They You can get into like tighter curves with them. I feel like anyways. I usually use the green ones. I, I haven't tried the yellow. podcast is sponsored by Phoenix Abrasives, your one-stop abrasive shop. I cut when you, you off. go to phoenixabrasives.com, 
Click the shop icon in the upper right-hand corner to find all the abrasives you'll ever need. Check out the Incinerator 36-grit ceramic belts, along with the Trizact gator belts that the hosts of Hustle & Grind use every day. When you check out, use code HUSTLE10 for 10% off your entire order. Yeah, buddy. Excellent. Thanks, Luke. Um, Sorry, so tell I didn't me about the yellow ones. Off. Oh, you're good, man. Uh, tell me about the yellow ones. So they're, uh, they're softer? Little, yeah, they're a little thinner and they're a little softer. Um, I have green ones and I use them for my handles for like rough shaping. Mm -hmm. But the green ones, when I try and get into a finger choil, sometimes they'll catch the blade and break. And it pisses oh, really? me off. Yeah, but the the yellow ones are softer. They're flexier. So you can you can so really you can talking almost about the backing, right? Mm hmm. OK. And I'll Steve Schwarzer. Yeah, Steve Schwarzer made a video not long ago about taking your scallop belts and like crunching the corners before you run them. Oh, I never thought make... of that. Yeah. So you like you crunch the scallopy part. So it's if that's curved, the... curved up, basically. Yeah. So those things yeah. don't catch. Mm -hmm. Right on. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so here on this show, we like to play a bunch of silly games. Um, today, I did not have a whole lot of time to prepare for the show. So I have a list of questions for the game this or that. And I don't I didn't really prepare these very well so i have no idea how this is going to go like i'm reading these for the first time um for full disclosure um people have asked me when i'm writing the this or that questions how high i've been um that's not me that's ryan that's ryan's thing um so i usually do a combination of questions that come out of the dark spaces of my mind and then also i use chat gpt um so full disclosure i'm not really this crazy or this impressive whatever it is that you think of this um <laughs> depends but, on who you uh, ask yeah it depends on who you ask exactly yeah so uh this is all straight out of the chat gpt today and uh we're gonna see how this goes reese are you ready to play some this or that yeah why not <laughs> okay are, are you familiar with the game? You know how I, this goes? Did, I am familiar with the game. Okay. <clears throat> did, did you hear Sharky absolutely crush this game last week? I did. And my goal is to maybe not equal that performance, but I'm going to try to avoid overthinking everything, if nothing else. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. Uh, we're going to start off nice and easy. Um, for those of you that don't follow Ugly Duck Knives, it's very apparent when you scroll through his page that he's a bit of a coffee enthusiast. <laughs> So we're going to start off nice and easy. Dark roast or light roast? Dark roast. Damascus or carbon steel? Damascus. Wood or G10? Wood. Single origin or blend? Blend. Leather or kydex? Leather. French press or arrow press? French press. Cold brew or ice latte? Ice latte. Full tang or hidden tang? Full tang. Uh, we did. What is this? Chat GPT is recycling questions for me. Uh, Scandi grind or full convex? Full convex. Uh, mocha or macchiato? Mocha. Macchiato. Macchiato. I'm changing that one. Macchiato. <laughs> Uh, custom design out of the depths of your head or a replication of classics? Custom. Ethiopian or Colombian? Colombian. 
Mm. Uh, Bowie or Santoku? Shit. Uh, Bowie. Siphon brewing or cold drip? Siphon. Ooh, getting fancy there. Uh, geez, some of these suck. Uh, heat treat perfectionist or experimental techniques? Experimental techniques. Human extinction or harvest our power for batteries? Human extinction. There we go. That last well one done, was provided sir. by me, by the way. That's perfect. <laughs> That's out of my brain. Um, we forgot to play the intro again. Mm. We oh, suck. That's fine. Oh, yeah, play. we're a bunch of flea bags. That's okay. Yep. <laughs> it happens. Turn it into an outro when you remember. That was this or that. Dude, 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 dude. Thank you for listening to this or that provided by gonna... ChatGBT and the bowels of Noah Bloomberg's mind. I'm going to play it because that's such an awesome audio track. A little bit of this and a whole lot of that. Would you rather fly in a submarine or swim in an airplane? Would you rather be a reindeer? Would you rather surf a wave of Kool-Aid or snowboard a mountain of dip and dots? Would you rather fly or be able to breathe in the water? Would you prefer the ability to stick to walls or would you rather shoot spaghetti from your fingers? It's such a good one. Spaghetti from my fingers to answer the last one. You know what I'd like to talk about? (laughs) I'd like to talk about fixing up junk. Ooh, Ooh, are you going to talk about what I think you're going to talk about? my my new buggy yeah oh. yeah so it's a 19 i think it's a 88 john deere amt 600 five wheeler four wheel drive five wheeler if you haven't seen the it. picture it's very impressive uh <laughs> i saw the super cool i saw the picture and i was slightly aroused I was heavily okay when I saw this thing. I didn't think I, I've never seen one of these things before. Okay, like I didn't know this existed. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, just think of like a trike. Okay, so you've got a single wheel in the front with handlebars like you would on like a, a trike, and then four wheels behind you with a dump bed above them, and all four wheels behind you are the drive wheels. So you can't steer for anything whatsoever, but it's awesome. It's got a thousand pound load capacity. Oh, wow. Jeez. That's yeah. so freaking um, cool. I got giddy. I got giddy when I saw <laughs> it. I can't lie, man. So being what my profession is, I've mastered the order of operations for restoring old pieces of shit that would just normally have been thrown in the trash. That makes sense. So you got to see if the motor turns over. Okay. If the motor turns over. Then you got to see if it's got fire. If it's got fire, then you got to see if it'll have fuel. That's where I'm at right now. The motor wouldn't turn over and it was the starter. So I pulled the starter off. I tore it all apart. I cleaned it all up and put it back together and it worked. This thing is like the it is the biggest piece of shit I have ever brought home. My wife (laughs) saw it and goes, what the fuck? All five tires are destroyed. They're all flat. Uh, I saw that, yeah. It's been sitting so long, it was eight inches in the ground. <laughs> they had to they had to haul it out with a winch. Not only was oh it a measurable gosh. depth, it was a full eight inches. So I'm, ex- I'm expecting worst case scenario with everything on this thing. Oh, for sure. 
battery terminals were rotten off. I threw new battery terminals in it, threw a battery in it, fixed the starter, put that back on, cranks over, gave it a shot. And it fired. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's amazing. I pulled, I pulled the carb off right here. We're not doing video this week, so nobody will be able to see it. And the inside is the cleanest I have ever seen a carb on one of these pieces of junk. Wow. I took it apart, expecting it to be trash. And I was like, it's spotless. I'm like, what the fuck? The bowl <laughs> gasket amazing. gone. So it needs a bowl gasket. But of course, so it's. You know, and that's the order you I know a lot of guys who'll take in projects and they'll start buying like cosmetic pieces and nuts and bolts and shit before they ever hear them run. You got to make them run. Then you got to make them move. Then you got to make them stop. And then you can make it look good. So here's here's the biggest question. So the dump bed on it, is that hydraulic? Yeah, it's a like 12 volt <laughs> hydraulic pump. Oh, oh, sorry. <clears throat> Getting excited there again. Um, That's not working yet. When I hit the switch, it clicks. So I think maybe the relay's bad. Sure. Yeah. But I, I've got a relay tester. It's no big deal. Or the wiring in between could be rotted to hell. Who knows? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a 12 volt system. I, I'll take that whole pump apart and fix it. That's fine. Yeah. That's so freaking cool. Oh, my gosh. So we were right. Obviously, Ryan and I have talked about this already. He 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 texted me when when he got this thing, and I got really excited about it. But uh, so my first thought was that he needed to. And listeners, I'm expecting you to reach out to Ryan and support me on this. Uh, Ryan needs to put tracks on the four wheels in the back, and he needs to attach uh, brake lines so that the brakes operate the tracks independently of each other. Like a uh, oh shoot, what's that tank? Like called? a tank, yeah, like a tank. I can't remember the. There's a specific tank that I'm thinking of. Um, I want to say Razorback, but it's not. Anyways, um, but yeah. So if you then you have your your handlebar brakes on right and left, and you have the right one correspond to the left track, so that you turn. Wait, <laughs> whatever I'm trying to say, you know what I'm trying to yeah. say. So that when the, when the brake actuates, it stops that track, and then you turn because otherwise, I mean. That thing cannot turn very well, I'm guessing. Have you ever ridden one that was working? No, but there's a video on YouTube of like a 10-year-old girl on one ripping donuts and shit. <laughs> That'd be so much fun. <laughs> oh my gosh, can you imagine a four-wheel dr- four wheel burnout in one of those things? Uh, so the oh, transaxle, it runs off like a snowmobile clutch. Oh, sweet. So there's a primary clutch on the motor and then a secondary clutch on the transaxle. Mm-hmm. And it's the exact same transaxle out of a fucking old club car uh, golf cart. Oh, it's simple then. Yeah. And then the axles have sprockets on them that run to the back wheels. So the back wheels are chain drive off the front wheels. Interesting. Okay. Well, so that would you make can, my idea a little bit more difficult then. You can take the chains out and run it two wheel drive. But hmm. why would you do that? No, you wouldn't do that. Nobody would do that. That would be dumb. I'm not a huge uh, fan of tracks because if it ever doesn't run, they're almost impossible to move. Mm, yeah. But think how well it would do in the snow, dude. Come on. It, it would, too. And it does get snowy here. Yes. And then you, well, and then you could just do like a clip on skid for the front wheel. Do like mm. a some kind of bolt on skid or something for the front and then have tracks in the back. That would be amazing. Yeah. So far, I have zero dollars invested in it sick that's the best um, kind dude mm-hmm. yeah the tires are gonna run me probably 300 350 bucks for all five tires but yeah i see that 
it's worth like a good condition one goes for like four forty five hundred. Dang, really that much? I mean, they're I mean, rare. They're, I was gonna say, where are you gonna find another one? So it's the I've precursor. It's the precursor to the Gator. So when you hear a John Deere Gator, this was their original concept for it. This was the first one that they built. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it's pretty badass. I'm sorry to the listeners out there if you don't want to listen to this. Uh, too bad because this is really exciting for those of us who have a mental age of nine and are excited by things with wheels and motors. Yeah, and it's super convenient now because all my tools are at home. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's super cool, man. Yeah, I was I was telling Ryan, if if I had that thing in my backyard in Eniat, I would have people dri- driving by and probably stopping in at least weekly to try and buy that thing off of me because it's that cool. My neighbors have been slowing by and like rubbernecking it. Because <laughs> I've got... So I've, I used to have a really bad habit of take, taking on shitloads of projects, but it was, I wasn't making knives at the time or I was just dabbling, you know? So like now I've restricted myself to only the superest of cool ones. So my other project, which I haven't had any time for, cause it's that it's that it was a rolling chassis when I got it is a rep repster. Dude, that you you started that back when Jason was on the show. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, so I ha- I moved the frame and the body outside the shop, so it's like sitting out front. So there's a rep repster frame and body leaning on my shop next to that thing. So my neighbors are probably all like, the cool the toys. Yeah, they're like, "What the fuck is this guy doing? What's wrong with Ryan?" Yeah, Reese, do you uh, do you dabble in any stupid projects like this? Uh, no. Um. I'd love Very to smart, smart uh, man. Uh, I'd love to. I just don't have time. You know, I don't. Uh, Neither do we. I don't really know what I'm doing either. <laughs> uh, if I, t- you know, I could get something apart. I can't put it back together though. Um, so I just yes, end up gotcha. with a pile of a bigger pile of junk than I had already to begin with. Um, yeah. So you know. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get loosely back to knife making here, so we can we can talk about uh, we Ryan and I can talk about this on our own time. Uh, Ryan, you made your first leather sheath this week, did you not? I did. I did my first one that I completed and was willing to send out. Very cool. I broke. Very cool. I broke three sewing needles. How did um, you manage that? I was about did you to not drill holes. I because all my leather working stuff I bought when I first started knife making. So like five years ago mm. and uh, they were like cheapo Chinese needles. Mm. So I ordered in some good ones. I got 50 of them. So nice. If I break if I break them, then who gives a fuck? Right on. Yeah, it so looks pretty good. You do a yes. lot of you do a lot of leather working. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I do a lot more leather than I do knives, I'll tell you that much. Um, but my leather working is much better than my knives. Uh, yes. <laughs> so most of us are <laughs> knife knife makers, and some of us would kind of like to get into leather work, even though it it's really two different skills. I mean, knife making and leather working, it's, it's, it's very different. So even guys that are really, really great at knife making, eh, maybe make a sheath. What would 
kind of be your your suggestion for knife makers who have that set of skills wanting to to move over into doing some more leather work? What's the most important thing that they should know? Um, I don't know. Uh, soft hands, concentration, not strength. Um, because it, like you said, it's a very different. Um, it's com- literally completely different skill sets with with knife making and stuff like that, especially on the blacksmithing side of it. It's all sure, sure. big movements. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Big pound. Uh, but with um the leather work, you know, it it's I don't want to say delicate because leather's not a delicate thing to work with um but you don't necessarily you know just calm down kind of do it i guess um i don't quite know how to answer that question um fair enough no that's really um so so how about where did where did you learn from did you uh did you have someone teach you or did you find resources online to learn how to do it or how did you go about that uh I honestly don't remember. I think I watched one YouTube video on how to do it. Um, and that was it. Like I just, um, started making sheaths really easily, a lot easier than I did knives. Um, like I went, uh, dude that I was making a knife for, like right when I first started, wanted a leather sheath for it. And, uh, at this point in time, I had nothing. Um, like I basically started making knives, uh, and started selling knives and I had nothing. Uh, so it was really a, a harebrained slapdash kind of thing. Uh, I'll be honest. And so I went over to Asheville uh, and there's a leather store over there. And the dude hooked me up with what I like bare bones set up for sheath making. And I, Oh, that's what it was. Uh, I think there was an article in blade magazine that covered the really basic steps on how to make a sheath. And that's where gotcha. I learned how to uh, bare bones, uh, do the leather. Um, yeah. <laughs> gotcha, man. No worries. All right. Well, very cool. So, um, I think the one thing that mystifies me a little bit about the, the leather making would be, like the wet forming mm-hmm. and the dying of the, um, the dying of the, the leather. Cause that's something that when I've ever looked into sheath making, they're always dying it. They're never mm-hmm. going with like a natural color or something like that. What sort of dyes do you use for, for coloring the, the leather? Um, I typically stick with, you can't see it. It's the Feebings, uh, black dye. Uh, almost everything I do is black. If nothing like a really dark Brown, uh, I find that all the dye colors and stuff like that that comes from Phoebings anyway, if you want a lighter color, you almost have to dilute the dye because uh, it just goes on. If you don't want it splotchy, you either have to do it really, 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 really light or just go full blown as dark as it gets. There's not really any way to lessen it without diluting the dye. Um, gotcha. I just use a little foam brush or wool blotter or anything like that. Um, I have tried, I stole a technique from woodworking where uh, you ebonize it because uh, the chemical reaction that's involved in ebonization. Uh, do you know anything about, either of you guys know anything about ebonizing wood? 
No, uh, no not at no. all. Yeah, you uh, you take vinegar and you soak uh, steel wool in it. And okay. you let it sit there for a few days. And then you take that solution and you uh, basically paint the wood with it. I don't want to say paint because that implies that you're... But it uh, turns the wood black. It reacts with the tannins. It works really well with like oak and cherry and stuff like that that has a really high tannin content. Uh, the ebonization mixture reacts with the tannins and it turns it black. It's not just staining it. It literally turns the wood black. So I figured I'm going to try that, but with leather, because obviously when you're tanning leather, it has tannins in it. Uh, go figure. That I'm smart, sense. right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, and that works pretty well. Uh, if you work with a really fresh mixture, uh, it just, it turns the leather black. It's great. Um, if you don't use a really fl- fresh mixture, it turns it sort of a gray color, which isn't necessarily as desirable. Um, but you know, bit, of, bit of a gray area. Yeah, uh, so to speak. Um, it it <laughs> turns it like an ugly gray, myself. not like a good gray. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I know some other guys like uh, who's I talking? I was talking to Guster Leather. Um, and he buys stuff that's already pre-dyed, pre-colored, whatever. Um, you can certainly do that just as easily as you can dye it, if not easier. Uh, it tends to turn out a little bit better that way. You know what you're getting. You're not having to play with, uh, the, the, you're not having to do it yourself. You already know what you're getting. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense. Yeah. So, so wet forming, can you mm-hmm. kind of give me an idea of what, what that is? So you're soaking the leather. So it's, I'm guessing it's after the sheath is already made and then you're, you're wetting the leather and then pressing it together. Or how, how exactly does that work? Um, you can do it either way. I've done it both ways. Um, you take your, I, I'm going to hold this up for purposes of the illustration. I know people at home who are listening can't see it. I'm sorry. It's my fault. Uh, <laughs> if you get your basic, shape cut out whatever you get that mm-hmm. wet you take your knife you lay it in there and you just sort of i'll use like uh clothes pins i got whatever uh that i got at the dollar tree and just hold it shut uh really uh just get it as tight on the knife as get the leather as tight on the knife as you want to and just basically let it dry there is what i do Certain guys will tell you to do a little bit different. You can wet form it and, or you could stick the knife in there, wet form it. You don't have to let it dry. I've seen them do it that way. Um, or you could, I, so I've, how, how are you? Yeah. My biggest question is how are you keeping the, the water away from the, the knife? Mm. Are you like wrapping it in electrical tape to try and, cause I mean, most of us are making carbon steel knives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how are you keeping the, the, the wetness away from the knife? I will share one very highly technical secret with you. Uh, saran wrap. Sur- that, saran- and that actually Liter- keeps the... the- you you got to wrap really? it up really well. Yeah. Uh, what I'll do, okay. I'll do one really good wrap one way. I'll turn it around and uh, wrap it against the grain uh, that you just like okay. wrap it the different direction. Um, mm-hmm. And if you seal off the bottom near the tip... Um, I like to leave a little hanging part out up here on the handle. So where I can like hang it up or whatever, use the saran wrap as a hanger. Um, I've had one leak in the dozens of sheaths I've done. Uh, and it was one, luckily it was one of my knives so I could just redo it and 
Bob's your uncle. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, saran wrap works really well. If you don't feel secure using that, you could certainly saran wrap it and then electrical tape it or whatever, but I've never had a problem with just saran wrap. Um, very cool. That's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, so, so like a lot of us probably, I mean myself, but I know a lot of other guys do as well. They use um, Kydex a lot. Mm-hmm. Would so like a Kydex press be something that you could use to in that wet forming process to help mold it to the shape of the knife or how are you, how are you forming it to the, to the blade? Uh, I just press it down really heavily. Um, literally I'll just use my fingers. Um, it doesn't take, yeah, you gotta be firm really, uh, right away. But I mean, after that, it pretty well holds it. Um, it just takes, takes the shape that fast. Wow. Yeah. You just, you know, it, it doesn't take much and it doesn't, um, very cool. You could use a Kydex press uh, if the, but I don't think that the leather would dry out particularly well in a Kydex press. Of course, yeah, that's a good point because that foam is pressing down on it. It's going to seal all that moisture in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think uh, some guys I've seen use a book or something like that just to hold it together, but I don't like doing it that way. Um, Interesting. So yeah, so I, I'm I'm definitely interested in this sort of thing. I kind of want to get my get my feet wet and try it out on a few different knives because there are some some knives that just it would look better with leather. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah, uh, certainly. Yeah. I mean, knives do. Not all <laughs> of them. You know, I like uh, Kydex looks better with a tac- or team seems to do better with a tactical style. If you've got that kind of a thing going on with the knife, you would almost want Kydex. Just it fits better with the whole thing yeah for sure like my my edcs look really good with the kydex and yeah, i like exactly. doing a scout carry sheath so the the edcs work really well with that um i know i've talked about this already but i do want to give another quick shout out to um tortuga blade works he is currently working on the sheath for that giveaway knife that i'm doing or not giveaway the fundraiser knife that i'm doing uh for my buddy rodney and uh trying to help deal with his cancer so guys that fundraiser still is going on so if anybody listening wants to donate to that and get a chance to win this uh damascus integral knife with uh i can't give away anything yet um i haven't been shown any pictures of the progress with the sheath but it is in process and i can guarantee that it is going to be an awesome sheath that is going to come with uh with that so just a quick note i'm not going to go on and on about it the uh, uh, fundraiser is still going i did want to ask how's he doing by the way uh, he's you doing don't really well. Asking. Thank you for asking. No, okay. no, not at all. Yeah, he he actually he walked into the shop. Um, I, he's a coworker of mine, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he he walked into the shop um on Friday and he brought us pizza because he missed us. Um, but yeah, he's recovering really well. Um, the one spot that he had removed. Um, I don't want to give too much detail, but uh, he's got a wound vac. So for those of you who know that what that is, um, fun. fun. He, he had a large chunk removed from his leg. He had multiple spots that were removed, but um, one spot, they just had to take away the whole thing. And so he's dealing with that where he was basically trying to regrow where they cut down straight to the bone. And uh, he still hasn't had to deal with any of the radiation or anything yet. And they're waiting for him to heal up from the initial surgery. Um, But aside from that, he's doing really well. So I appreciate that. And, um, I think, like I said, I'm pretty confident he's going to be okay as long as, you know, nothing comes back. Right. Um, it's just the fact that he's out of work for so long and he's 
just trying to deal with the immense bills that are coming coming yeah from that. that's so. uh not cheap um no my sister has a condition it's called neurofibromatosis which is not only a mouthful but it's very um it's not particularly common. It's like cancer, but you can't really get rid of it. It's a lot closer to like leukemia. So I grew up around mm. uh, kids with cancer and sh having to be around all that kind of shit. Um, so it, it, it sort of touches pretty close to home if ever that comes up. Um, if nothing yeah. else, you know, I don't know. I don't want to be all, oh, but it sucks. It sucks for everybody involved. It's super hard mm -hmm. on, the, on the victim. Um, I can't imagine what that's like. God forbid I ever get cancer. I'm probably going to, unfortunately, but, um, horrible. Yeah. Unfortunately it does Sorry, seem like it's, all it's everywhere. Shit. Yeah. No, no worries. And, and I've had lots of conversations like this where people, you know, will come talk to me since I'm doing the fundraiser. And, you know, there's a, a ton of people out there who have been affected by this, either themselves or people that they know. And I mean, it just, it's everywhere. So yeah. it's really um, tough. And I'm just happy to be able to do something to help somebody going through it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, got to. I mean, you don't got to, but I mean, it, it, anything positive that you can do for a person in that situation is good. Well, you know, and it's like I've, I've talked about on this podcast before, you know, the, the best way for people to, you know, deal with any sort of like the best thing that anybody can do is to do stuff for other people. You know, if you're whether you're dealing with with mental health issues or if you're just a normal person going through life, you know, the, the best satisfaction that you're going to get out of life is to help other people. Yeah. And I I try and do that as much as I possibly can. Um, I know it's easier for some than it is for others. Um, but you know, I, I give away a bunch of knives and you know, if I, if I can make somebody's, somebody's life easier or somebody's life better, you know, that, that gives me more joy than, than doing stuff for myself. So I, I highly recommend anybody out there. If, if you have the opportunity to help somebody, you get a lot more satisfaction out of that than you are out of doing things for yourself. And I'm not just saying that because I've, trying to tell people, Oh, don't be such a selfish asshole. Like, no, legitimately it is better for you as a person to, to do things for other people because it, it, it helps you more than, you know, as much as it helps them. So Ryan, that's a really nifty shirt you got on there. What, uh, what kind of shirt you wearing? Um, <clears throat> Maritime knife supply. Sorry. That's I had a little cool. froggy in my throat. A little froggy uh, there. Yeah. Let's hear from Luke on Maritime knife supply. That's a good idea. Hustle & Grind is sponsored by Maritime Knife Supply. Whether you're looking for steel, abrasives, handle material, forges, epoxy, or anything for making in general, Maritime Knife Supply has you covered. And in the U.S. or Canada, they ship faster than the great Cobra Chicken Goosesses that their country is known for. Go to Maritime Knife Supply, and when you buy a 10-pack of belts, get 10% off. And tell them we sent you, eh? Thanks, Luke. Tell them we sent the thing you, about eh? the goose, this has reminded me, um, not to jump off of Maritime. Obviously, we love Maritime. Go buy everything you could possibly ever need at Maritime. Um, that dude ships super fast, and he has everything that you need. And 
that's what that is. Um, but uh, the Kusis has reminded me. So I started doing this thing on my Instagram page called Fun Fact Friday. And I, I've i been so darn busy lately. And my brain has been so full of all of the things going on that I haven't been able to do one. And I appreciate everyone reaching out and asking me where Fun Fact Friday is. Um, I'm getting there. So I, I, I thank you for enjoying it as much as you all have. But... I, I need some more fun facts. How about this? You guys send me all the uh, all the the um, the Florida man stuff. How about you send me some fun facts? That'd be even better. Well, not even better, because I think the podcast is probably more important than my stupid reels that I make. But anyways, if you want to see some more fun facts, send me some fun facts, and I would appreciate it. Reese, did you just drink out of a Pringles can? I did just drink out of a Pringles can. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> uh, yeah. I. Uh... We started something, <clears throat> Noah. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it tastes horrible, though. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I would not do this if it weren't for the, the, the shtick uh, from last week. Uh, I wanted to test it out and see if it would hold water, and it does. Uh, I didn't want to break open the bottle of wine I've had in my fridge for about a year because uh, I don't like to drink a whole lot. But yes, uh, Pringles can will hold a beverage in case you're playing the home game. And for those of you who didn't see uh, Brent from Cross Bean Forge, he also uh, went ahead and bit the bullet and tested that out for us. So shout out to to Brent for I mean, th- this is the kind of like next level listenership that I that I have always dreamed about where, you know, Sharky throws it out on the show last week that we need we need testing done to make sure that you can actually drink out of a Pringles can. And you guys stepped up. So I appreciate that. Reese. <laughs> yeah. And uh, absolutely. Um, and the water has actually been in here for probably close to an hour now. And uh, oh, so it's fermented. It's fermented in the uh, the, the the left behinds of the of the Pringles. Yes, um, I, I rinsed it out first because it was so gross. Uh, I I did <laughs> <laughs> I did not want to drink out of that because uh, I hate pr- I hate Pringles. Um, what I, you hate Pringles? I hate who, Pr- who hates Pringles? Me. Uh, <laughs> my okay. daughter, my yeah, daughter loves Pringles. Uh, I don't understand it myself. I hate Pringles. Um, I just the I I'm really I. How should I put this? I don't eat a lot of processed foods. Just naturally, mm. I don't. Uh, I hate nasty. I I hate fast food. I hate snack food. Uh, the the more processed it is, the less I like it. So I. Pringles are basically that just means you're more of a healthy individual than we are. So, I mean, you know, good on you. I mean, I, I, well, uh, in order to tell you that story, I have to tell you this one. Uh, when I was very little, I was my mom and I moved in with my grandparents. Uh, this would have been late 80s, and my grandparents were both, uh, actually, I was born up north, uh, Concord, New Hampshire. My grandparents were both raised during the depression. And so we didn't uh, have a lot of junk food or anything like that. They were very very rigid, bare bones kind of people. And Mm -hmm. so whenever I would ask for snack food, my grandmother dutifully told me, you do not need that. Here's a carrot. Um, So I developed a taste for healthier food very early in life, uh, which I suppose probably preserves my 
it, I don't know. It's a lot better for you, if nothing else. Oh, for sure. But, yeah. The amount of chemicals that are in processed food. I mean, we've talked about this before mm-hmm. on the show, or at least made snide comments about it. And uh, it's it's definitely worthwhile to be able to eat whole foods that are, and I'm not I'm not advocating a grocery store here. I'm talking about the actual whole foods that are real food, un, real food that's real not food. been processed and filled with a bunch of anti-digestives and, and everything else. Nitrates and God knows what else. Um, yeah. Sorry. Nice. All right. Well, hey. Speaking of unhealthy things, let's do a little bit of uh, what are we doing today? I think we're doing we're doing fake news. Um, and um, before we go to fake news, have uh, we mentioned okay. uh, use the code hustle 10 for a 20 percent discount at liquid IV? Good Lord. Our guest is doing our, our ads for us. Damn. Excellent. Less work for us. <laughs> Uh, I thought I would. So, throw that. so Reese, are are you uh, are you a fan of Liquid IV? Uh, I've n- haven't yet used Liquid IV. Uh, I was thinking about it this week when it was about 130 degrees in the friggin' kitchen in front of that damn grill. Um, mm, I bet. So yeah, it was a fun week this week. Fun last couple of weeks actually. Uh, so I may go ahead and and see about um making a purchase from Liquid IV. Uh, just to see whatever, um, see how well it does me. Well, he, well here, here's the thing. So I've, I've gotten some DMS from you guys out there, um, trying out the liquid IV since we've been talking about it. And I appreciate you guys, um, supporting us by supporting them. Um, so one thing that I will note is that a lot of people are surprised by the fact that it, it does taste kind of salty. Well, salt is a natural electrolyte. So when you're drinking an electrolyte drink, it's going to have that salt flavor. And it's actually one of the things that I love most about it is because when you're drinking it, you actually feel like you're getting electrolytes because you got that saltiness. Maybe it's because I chewed for years, but I just love the flavor of salt. Um, but their newest flavor, um, Seaberry, is my is my absolute favorite. Go ahead, Reese. No, I was just going to say salt actually uh helps you retain water i know it's a little bit counterintuitive but as a nutrient um that's true it does so it's salty but it it's helping it's not like seawater uh that right. actually ends up dehydrating you i'm sorry go that's ahead. why roofers or um guys that work outside will drink pickle juice mm-hmm. because if it helps them stay not on death's door from heat stroke yeah. And that's, you know, that's a big thing. Obviously I had some issues a couple of weeks ago about not staying hydrated enough. And it, you know, once it gets to a certain, a certain temperature, you, there's, you just can't drink enough water and it, it just doesn't stay with you long enough to actually keep you hydrated. And that's where liquid IV comes in, whether you're, you know, whether you had a, a, a couple too many drinks the night before and you want to try and recover a little bit faster in the morning. I've done that a few times, you know, you, you just need something in the morning and you just down a liquid IV and it's going to help you recover a lot faster. Uh, if I'm out forging just before this podcast, I was out forging and I was drinking a liquid IV while I was forging because it has been a bit milder here. I think it's only about 90 degrees today. So that was nice. Um, as only, 90. To, uh, above. only 90, only 90. Sorry, oh, go ahead, dude. It's been horrible. Once, once it gets, once, once it gets below a hundred, it's so much nicer. Oh, it, it's amazing. The difference, you know, that, that hundred degree mark, once it's above that, that's when I start to just not want to be outside. But once Man, it gets below, I'm okay. 
that sucks. I only notice it when I walk between my shop and the house. Yeah, you can He's shut like up. <laughs> so, so Ryan's one of those people that doesn't actually forge. So, uh, when when you got the forge running and then you have all that heat, it, it makes a big difference. So, uh, but anyways, but yeah. Like, my, go ahead. My breaker isn't big enough to run the 220 volt air conditioner and my oven at the same time. So, when I do a heat treat cycle, it you know it, it warms up in here a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry you have to endure that, <laughs> asshole. Anyways, uh, yeah, so if you go on uh, Liquid IV's website and you use that code HUSTLE10, that'll get you uh, 20% off um, your entire order. And it basically, it makes, so the 16-pack, I think, is what, what they sell on there. It makes it like 20 bucks flat once you use the code, which if any of you guys shop at Costco or anything like that, you know that's about 5 to 10 bucks cheaper than what you're going to find in stores. And it ships to you super fast. And they have more flavors online than you're ever going to find in stores. Like, I haven't seen that Seaberry one, which is my new favorite, <clears throat> anywhere in the stores. And you can definitely find it on their website and get that discount. So uh, thanks, Race, for bringing that up. And, uh, yeah, go check those guys out and support us by doing so. We really appreciate it. And Fuck. let's get into some fake news. Yeah, we got to get off our asses and do that fucking ad read. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have a stinger for uh, for fake news, or are we just we just roll? Oh no, I got it. It's time for some fake news. Police warn that flushing drugs could create hyper aggressive meth alligators. Police say man with no hands and no legs is armed and on the run. A man admitted to the hospital with twenty five plastic toy horses inserted in his rectum. Doctors have described his condition as stable. All right, all you lovely people at home, Ryan and Reese, you get to guess. I have three headlines in front of me. One of them is fake facade, fake news. And the other two, unfortunately, for the race of humanity, actually happened and are real. Today, we've got a really difficult one for you guys, so good luck. We begin. A gorilla with a badge helps capture smugglers. Florida man steals police car, claims he was auditioning for a movie role. And lastly, Florida man accused of stealing crossbow by stuffing it down his pants. Uh, Which do you guys um, believe is I'm the going fake gor- news? Gorilla. Yeah, gorilla. Gorilla with a badge, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, uh, I don't know if uh, anybody else has tried it, but the last time I tried to fit a crossbow down my pants... Uh, it goes a little bit better than you think. If you can take the, uh, uh, what's it called? If you can the disassemble it, yeah, you can, if you can disassemble it, it fits really well down your pants. Um, mm. I see. I didn't expect anyone to have firsthand knowledge going into this. So I appreciate you bringing that to the table. Well, if you, you know, wear Jenko's, you could probably fit too. Did you know? I, you guys I remember. Hold on. I'll, I'll save my little, uh, unhealthy information for the after show <laughs> fair enough so a gorilla with a badge the mm-hmm. Florida man stealing a police car and claiming that it was auditioning for a movie role and uh stealing a crossbow by stuffing it down his pants you guys just immediately went with the gorilla with a badge yes you Both can't of tame you. one of them motherfuckers final answer final yep. answer oh, oh wow the Florida man steals police car and claims he was auditioning for a movie role is indeed fake news. 
Um, shout out to Darren from Storelight Forge for sending us the fake news story. The gorilla with a badge, uh, courtesy of Brian Hunt, and the Florida man is stealing the crossbow, also courtesy of Brian Hunt. Top tier listener Brian Hunt over there sending me all the Florida man stories. Uh, the reason that the gorilla with the badge helps capture the smugglers is a real story is because it was actually a fish and wildlife officer in a gorilla suit. Oh, that oh that's sense. cheating. That, that's, no, that's not sli- cheating. Slightly that was the legit headline. That's, that's exactly what it said. Which is a misleading headline. Uh, okay, so it was fake because it was misleading? I guess you, that's actually not a bad so, point. There are you, plenty of those out there. You clickbaited us. Mm-hmm. I did. I click. I clickbaited the hell out of you guys. Here's the question, though. Okay, like even if it was uh, a fishing game officer in a gorilla suit, what kind of smuggler actually believes that a dude in a gorilla suit is a real live gorilla? Like, did this you, guy go to acting have school for on gorillas? Like, how how dumb were these guys that were like, oh yeah, no, we're gonna smuggle this gorilla into the crate, and meanwhile, it's a dude in a gorilla suit like that must have been a really convincing costume like that's, that's like a I'm movie saying. quality fucking prosthetic costume yeah that's not one of those that had uh, been legit cheap costume rentals yeah um but he would have had to make gorilla noises and shit oh yeah for sure and like his face would have had to have moved for them to believe it like come on like that's that's intense before we do anything else can i request a potty break well yeah we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up right now and then uh we're gonna wrap up the show we just have one one last thing we need to get to uh song of the week what have you guys been listening to in your shops what's what's been uh what's been the the tune that's been going over and over in your heads to uh to get you moving in the shop ryan what you got every time i get a new junk project i listen to johnny cash's one piece at a time Mm. for like oh a a great song Mm-hmm. That's a solid response. Very good you got. song. Let's see. Last night I was listening to Reptilia by The Strokes. Um, also had uh, the song John Deere Green uh, stuck in my head. Ooh, That's a good one. That's a solid one right there. Absolutely. Uh, uh, anything Alice in Chains, Metallica. Uh, I love me some Alice in Chains. So. Right on. So mine this week is going to be the song Riptide by the band Beartooth. So this is so for those of you that know that I'm a pretty, pretty deep metal head. This is some light metal for you. So if you want to like dip your toes into the the metalcore genre, Riptide by Beartooth, it's a very happy song. Okay, this is this is there's a little bit of like light screaming. I know that some of you guys aren't into like, you know, the deep growls and stuff like I am. But, uh, but yeah, so it's, 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 it's more of like a happy one. It, like even the, like the cover art is like that, like bright nineties, like kind of cool look to it. Like it's, it's some, some light metal for you. It's got some, some cool riffs, but it's a little bit, a little bit on the happier side. So like it's, fart it's metal, it's your, it's your gateway. It's the gateway drug into the metal. I'm trying to get you guys, get you guys into the heavier stuff. And, uh, yeah, this is where you need to start. Um, we're going to have to bring up fart metal in a couple weeks because we got Barbell Blacksmith and Nordland Forge coming on. Oh, it's it's going to get brought up for sure. Reese, is there anything else you want to get onto the show before we uh, before we head off to the after show? Um, shout out to my buddy Stu at Rule Nine Knives, uh, as always. Uh, but no, that's it. Uh, no, I'm Rule I'm, Nine. Is that rule, what you said? Yeah, Rule Nine Knives. He's a Kiwi. He's down in New Zealand. Uh, 
So I just want to say hey. Because uh, nice. I'm going to make All him right. listen. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Well, we appreciate that. And Rule Nine Knives, I'll go follow him. Everybody else, do the same. So shout out to him. Appreciate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Uh, also, I need to do a quick shout out to oh. uh, Stormlight Forge. This whole episode, I have been uh, fidgeting with this worry stone that I got from uh, Darren at Stormlight Forge. I absolutely love this thing. Dude, thank you so much. Um, and uh, he does some amazing work. He's been doing some really cool stuff with the the worry stone. So if you're not already following Stormlight Forge, go give him a follow and get yourself one of these worry stones. Also, I'm sorry, I need to shout out Dustin at uh, Dustin Troutman Knives, D Troutman Forge, uh, I think is his yeah. Instagram. Uh, he's the guy I do a lot of leather work for. Uh, he's like everybody else. Instagram's killing his uh, account activity. So if anybody wants to go follow him, that'd be great, too. Um, Absolutely. I'm already following so, him, so that's easy. He does very clean work. I like his He stuff. really does. His stuff's great. I've got one of his knives sitting right here. I've got two more that I've got to make cheese for. Very cool, man. Yeah, Ryan, you got anything else before we head on out? No, I'm good. If anybody has any parts for a John Deere AMT 600, <laughs> specifically, I need a right hand brake caliper. Uh, shoot me a message. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys, especially our patrons who are going to join us in the after show. You guys have a great week. Keep on hustling. Keep on grinding. And, uh, yeah, just keep going for it, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.